thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the fabulous fishmonger of wellness, Dr. Damien Christoph. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I think, what's he going to say here? What's he going to do? He's pulled out that one. That's you are. You are. I've pulled out, I've pulled out that old chestnut. That old chestnut, the fabulous fishmonger of wellness. Damien Christoph, because, Damo, you are a fishmonger. You're eating fish at the moment. I'm eating fish. I'm having fish. You're eating fish. And and we all know in the Wellness Couch family how much you love it when people are eating on the other line of the phone or the Skype call. But just before we went to air, you were eating fish. And we've been – we're one year old now. We've had our our first anniversary uh, of – 100 not out last episode, and we did say the episode before that, that um, we've been talking about supplements of the mind, and I said it's no longer a double episode, it's more like a triple episode, and this episode, Damo, we have to start off, we've already spoken about vitamin D, we've already touched on vitamin C, but then I wanted to get into fish oil. Just a couple of weeks ago, we spoke to Warren um, McGinn about, about fish oil, we spoke more about, you know, just... Um, healthy fats in the brain, but he, um, some stuff, didn't he? he, he some gave stuff. us some some absolute gold. But you know, there's been so much research into fish oil that it's helping to prevent depression and stabilize moods, promotes alertness, helps with our immunity, circulation, inflammation, and all the rest of it. But again, I still maintain that people would still be not 100 percent sure whether to take the recommendations on the side of the pack, whether they're getting good quality or just another marketing gimmick. Yeah. Um, how do they actually sift through? We didn't speak that. I mean, Warren gave us some really good stuff about what to look out for in the standards. But I thought, let's start off this episode by, even if it is a bit peat-repeat and we do need to repeat it, let's do it because um, this is something that is very unclear to um, the public when it comes to what to take, how to take it, and why to take it. So do you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure. Look, I, know, I, I don't want to rehash too much, but fish oil is really important from the perspective of balance and what we've tended to find is that through our diet and because most of us have followed the food pyramid rubbish crap food pyramid thing gee it makes me angry <laughs> the food pyramid how do we ever get to that stage where they decided that a triangle shape would be good you know in other words eat more of this and less of that it should just be eat yeah. heaps of good stuff right anyway they said eat according to this food pyramid so we did and now we've got these massive imbalances with uh, macronutrients and micronutrients. You just go look around and you see macronutrient excess all over the place. Obesity is, in fact, a macronutrient excess. It's an excess oh, of sugar. You just want to let's just let me let me dumb that down. When you're saying macronutrients, you're talking about fats, carbohydrates, and proteins. Yes, I and am. And when you're saying that we've got a macronutrient <laughs> excess, you're talking that we've got a carbohydrate excess because everyone has stopped eating fats because they're scared of them yeah. and overeating carbohydrates. So now we've got this macronutrient excess. Is that how I can decipher what you just said? Well, there's a couple of things. Yeah, you're spot on, mate. But there's a couple of things that you know that go hand in hand with that because it's not just that we're eating too much carbs. It's that we're eating too much carbohydrate with omega-6 fatty acids. 
And so we're having too much omega-6 fatty acid and not enough omega-3 fatty acid. So what ends up happening is we're eating more and more carbohydrates like your, you know, your highly processed grains. Cereals, sandwiches. sandwiches, uh, cakes and biscuits, pies and pasties. You know, the list goes on, doesn't it? Like there's... It's amazing how much people eat of this one particular grain product, which is so rich in omega-6, it's not funny. So um, rich in genetic modifications, it's not funny. Uh, <laughs> well, fortunately... It's of genetic modifications in omega-6 fatty acids. Have cereal for breakfast, sandwiches for lunch, and pasta for dinner. All yeah, right here. I know, I know. But, but, you know, let's not be too generic about cereal because, of course, forage doesn't have any of that. No, you let's know. not be too generic. Let's not just throw that word out there, you know. There are healthy cereals. It's called forage. You can get it in cereal, paleo, bircher, and uh, quinoa porridge. Well, quinoa millet and amaranth porridge and rice. It's got all of it. It's nice. Great. Oh, yeah, it's, it's the real deal. But the, my, my thing is that we've consumed too much omega-6 fatty acid. As a result, it's set up an inflammatory cascade within the body for most people, for many people. It's some kind of inflammatory cascade or inflammatory process. Which then resulted in like a desire, a need to uh, consume more carbohydrate fuel because when you initiate inflammation within the body, you stimulate the secretion of cortisol. And cortisol is a hormone that's anti-inflammatory, um, and our body responds in kind to anti or to inflammation by secreting cortisol or cortisone. And cortisone, in large amounts over a long period of time, blocks our utilization of insulin, which means that we don't get access to our carbohydrate fuels and our sugars, so we crave it more. We need more sugar, so we eat more, and as a result, we store it because we can't get access to it, we can't burn through it, it's toxic to the brain, and our body will store it. So there's a few key things that I suppose the listeners can take away from that is that it's a process over time that leads to a um, overconsumption of fuel primarily um, as a result of an inflammatory cascade taking place in the body. Yeah, and and that's what you just said, the overconsumption of fuel. I think that is, you know, just personally, but I'm sure for a lot of others, is the best way to understand this because think of ourselves as a vehicle and there's three nozzles at the petrol tank and it's fats, carbohydrate and protein and we are putting too much carbohydrate and too much uh, omega-6 fat into our petrol, into our tank, sorry, and that's leading to that cascade that... Damien just referred to. And if you're hearing cortisol and, and soft shoot cortisone and the rest, we did a three-part series, if you remember, Damo, on stress where you did some wonderful work on on the on the roles of cortisol and, and what happens when we've got too much and not enough and, and all the lifestyle factors that go along with it. So if you'd like to learn more, more about that, I, I recommend, I think it was somewhere in the 30s where we did that three-part series um, on stress. Um, but yes, Damo, going on in terms of fish oils, um, what what do we what do we look out for? When, when do you when do you recommend them, Damo? Um, well, I did today actually. I recommended it for a girl who is addicted to um, aspartame, dietrix, diet coke, and equal and aspartame. She's addicted to it. She can't get off it. So I recommended to her to help her nervous system calm down a little bit because there's too much noise inside her nervous system from all this overstimulation from the aspartame and then you know it's causing a whole lot of stuff so I said you've got to get on fish oil but specifically I use the DHA fraction of fish oil because it has a greater affinity for restoration of nervous system tissue. Now that doesn't mean that she doesn't need the EPA fraction of fish oil because there's two fractions and if you need more information about it go back to our previous episode and listen to that one on fish oil. Um, but I like to prescribe according to the absolute need of a particular nutrient. So she needed B vitamins and magnesium and fish oil 
to help calm her nervous system down and, and support her nervous system. So that's what I gave her. And so DHA is the nutrient that she required. Now, normally I might use, say, four grams a day, um, or that's 4,000 milligrams um, a day of DHA if I'm just managing the nervous system. But if you're taking just a generic EPA DHA, so a standard fish oil capsule, you're probably going to need around about 1,000 milligrams per kilo of body weight. So in other words, Marcus, what are you weighing? I am weighing in at 73 kilos. So Marcus needs 7.3 capsules or 7.3 grams of fish oil every single day to, I suppose, get his optimum amount of omega-3 fatty acids into his diet. Now, he could find other ways in which he can get his omega-3 fatty acids. He might have some linseed, he may have some chia, he may have some... um, Inca Inchi, he may have some other, he might have walnuts, he may have some kangaroo, he may find ways in which he can actually increase his omega-3 fatty acids, but he could have a totally omega-3 fatty acid deficient diet and take in 7.3 grams of fish oil in a capsule or in a liquid form and he'd get his omega-3 requirement. Now, of course, it's far better to have your omega-3s coming from your food, but if you can't eat fish every day or you, haven't, you can't afford it or you can't get access to good quality clean fish, then you may need a supplement. So, you know, at least going for 1,000 milligrams of the standard across-the-board fish oil, 50% extract, which we spoke about in that last presentation, um, having that every single day will actually keep your, your levels up there at an appropriate level. All right, Damo, that all makes sense. I'm still thinking that it would be wiser for someone to see a health professional. Uh, I'm thinking I could go to my health food store, I could look for the ones that says DHA on it, I could go home, cut my eighth, eighth pill into thirds and take a third of it out for my 7.3. <laughs> lick, it, um, lick it up. That's disgusting. I, yeah, I could do all of that. But then I'm thinking that um, you're going to get much more clarity and understanding if you're seeing a health professional. Would that yeah. make sense? Yeah, you, look, you'll definitely get more um, well, you should. You should get more clarity and understanding. You may not, but you should. That's what should happen. If you're going to pay the money to get someone to serve you, to give you the right advice, you would hope that, that gives you some degree of clarity. So my thing is that there could be people listening to this podcast going, oh, but I just can't afford it. I don't want to spend the money to go see an naturopath or I don't want to spend the money to go see a holistic GP or I don't want to spend the money to go see a nutritionist. You know, I don't want to do that or I can't afford it and that's totally fine. What I suggest is that if you can't afford it, just spend the money on one consultation so they can guide you in the right direction to get the right stuff and then, you know, take the right stuff, measure it, see if it's working um, down the track, and just do that periodically. Just check to make sure that everything's working really well. Because yeah. if it's working really well, then stay with it, right? Why fix it? Why change it if it's working? Um, yeah. Then, if then the, you know, the person who can't afford to see the, these people, that's totally fine. If you can rustle up, you know, thirty bucks a month, you know, a dollar a day to get yourself a good quality supplement, go to a, a high quality health food store, a high quality pharmacy, one that's actually offering you service, not just offering you product. And, uh, and ask them to point you in the right direction for the right supplement. Now, I'd encourage you to spend money at those places, getting the best quality supplements. Now, there's practitioner-only stuff out there, which which uh, is really, really good. And I, as you will probably know, I use Metagenics almost exclusively because they make the best stuff. But Metagenics also make a retail range called Ethical Nutrients. And, and so you can also get the Ethical Nutrients. So like if you... If you Want to get the ethical nutrients one? It's a bit more expensive than the practitioner only one, but it's 
you know, it's the same quality. It's just that you're not getting it prescribed by a practitioner. So, you know, I would say go the ethical nutrients range um, over anything else. The Swiss multivitamin range appears to be quite good too, so you could definitely go down that route. Um, there's some good quality stuff there. But I would certainly, um, you know, speak to a good quality health food store or pharmacy and get good advice there if you can't go see a practitioner to help you out. All right, so I'm going to kick on. Great insights, Damo. Thank you so much uh, for that. I want to kick on to one of the biggest buzz terms in health and nutrition these days, and that is antioxidants. It's used just, I'm not sure if it's used willy-nilly, and there are probably so many antioxidants that we could go through. We could look at green tea extracts, and we could look at resveratrol, which is spoken about a lot these days. Um, But one which is often spoken about, and I'd love your uh, thoughts on it, is coenzyme Q10. Um, yeah. And, you know, from what I know, it's also, um, you know, it's in every single cell of the body. I think it's also called ubiquinol. Yes, it is. Ubiquitous in that it's in every single cell. Um, but, again, in my ignorance, I'm like, well, I'm sure there's other there's other properties in every single cell that are in the entire body as well. Um, so, <laughs> Good call, good call. Yeah, it's but, interesting, you know, most of our antioxidants come from, well, come from guess where, Marcus? What do you think most of our uh, antioxidants? I would say most of our antioxidants come from fruits because the antioxidants are the colours yeah. and, and vegetables because yeah. they're the colours. So Spot on. that's Spot where on. They'd, they'd be coming from. That's exactly right. And you know, to, to have to top up on antioxidants probably means that we're having a diet deficient in, uh, in fruits and vegetables. But it also probably means that we've got extra oxidation or free radical exposure um, in, in, our, in our lifestyle or in our environment. So having extra fruit and vegetables or having extra antioxidants is you know, generally regarded as not a bad thing to do. Where it can be bad is if you've actually um, got an immune challenge. So let's say, for example, your immune system somewhat suppressed um, and now you've got cancer, for example. Um, having antioxidants at that stage can be really, really bad, particularly in the case of creating um, a lot of antioxidation, which we need oxidation to kill off some cancers. So, you know, there's finding that fine line and that balance between, you know, whether or not an antioxidant is actually good for you or actually if it's a bad one. So, um, you know, I'd I'd, I'd be be mindful of what you actually go out to buy and what you actually go to take. I love CoQ10. It's one of those supplements that I take every single day. I love it to bits. It's It's a great nutrient. And your body does require a lot of it, and you get a lot of energy from CoQ10 because it exists in every single little energy packet in your cell called the mitochondria. So you do need your CoQ10, but um, I, I do encourage you know all of my patients and all of my friends and family to eat a diet that's rich in lots of colours uh, because you get a lot of your antioxidants from from you know those those sources. As opposed okay, to so is is um is CoQ10 something that is is in a lot of foods, not many foods. Um, well, interestingly, we get most of our CoQ10 from soy product. You know, most of the CoQ10 that we all consume comes from soy or corn, um, which I find really interesting, right? But what's what is, uh, I suppose, also interesting is that our body manufactures currents of Q10, so we can manufacture it um, ourselves. And so, if our diet's nice and good, and our calm, and we're, our energy levels are good, and we're exercising enough, then we can actually manufacture our own CoQ10. You can live a long, healthy life without ever taking coenzyme Q10 in your whole life, ever. 
and yeah. uh, and people have done that for generations. Just look at our Okinawans or our Ikarians or um, or if you look our at Dexter's my, and our roots. Yeah, or my grandfather who's ninety five in a couple of weeks' time. You know, so you know, I think about all these sorts of people that are that are aging well, never ever taken CoQ10 in their life, and it's more to do with their lifestyle that's actually maintained their CoQ10. But if you take statin drugs, for example, if you're taking a statin drug still, despite all the warnings that we've been, you know, heard of, if you're still taking a statin drug because you need to or because your doctor's asked you to continue with it, then you should be taking CoQ10 to protect you from the dangers of the statin drugs because the statin drugs have side effects and CoQ10 can offer benefit in protection of that. So, you know, you, you should be looking at doing those sorts of things. So did you actually notice a difference when you take it? You said before it, it, it gives you lots of energy because it's in every cell in the body. Do you personally notice a difference when you have it or maybe when you don't have it? I actually don't. I don't notice much of a difference at all. In fact, I just uh, I generally feel pretty good, Marcus. But look, I do tend... I look, I'll, look, I'll be... You know, hand on heart here, I, from time to time I get tired. Um, but I don't notice a difference when I take CoQ10. I might notice a difference more if I take um, some extra B vitamins, for example. Or I might notice a difference if I take a bit of extra tribulus. But I don't notice a difference from if I take extra or less CoQ10. But uh, I definitely know that my body's doing pretty well. Damo, we're almost out of time, but I'm sure people are thinking, and you just said there that you take um, CoQ10 each day. What is your daily routine regimen when it comes to supplements? Marcus, I'm pretty light on in the supplement realm. I don't take heaps. I really don't. But some people might think that I do, but I don't. I, like I take a multivitamin from time to time. I don't take a multivitamin every single day because um, I don't think we need to take a multivitamin every single day. And I'm, Not that I'm being um, a tight butt or anything or, you know, or being frugal. I just don't think I need to have expensive urine. So I challenge my body with nutrients from time to time. Um, and I have exclusion of nutrients from time to time. But I do fish oil pretty much every day. And that just helps me with my memory and my recall and all of those sorts of things. So I think it's really important. So fish oil, I tend to have the DHA um, rich fish oil because that's good for your brain and for your memory and cognition. I don't have any inflammatory processes going inside my body. So I don't need, I don't need to have lots of the EPA fraction, which is more for inflammation. So I, I tend to have the DHA. I do CoQ10 because I love it. I think it's great. Um, I have magnesium from time to time. I've always got magnesium there. I have a probiotic every single day and I have lots of yogurt every day as well. So my guts are in great shape. Um, I think that's really, really important. Um, and I use some um, tribulus to keep my testosterone levels uh, high. You know, as we age, our testosterone levels tend to decline. Um, and, you know, whether it's because I'm, I'm exercising a lot or I'm wanting to stay young and youthful, I like to keep my testosterone levels up high. And uh, and and we, you can actually achieve that by taking a bit of extra tribulus. And so that's what I do. That's really all I do, mate. And you know, if, if something comes up or something goes across, then I will take something else that's appropriate. But on a daily basis, that's what I do. That's cool. There's a sensational six there, multivitamin, fish oil, CoQ10, magnesium, probiotics, and tribulus. Nice work, Damo. Well, on the next episode, we'll go through fiber, probiotics, and we'll round out some of the other buzz supplements around uh, supplements for brain health, mind, 
and the whole body. We've run out of time on this edition of 100 Not Out. Remember, we'd always love to hear your feedback. There are a number of ways in which you can uh, deliver it. You can uh, go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, give us your feedback, let us know what your thoughts are. You can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash 100 Not Out. That is all letters, O-N-E-H-U-N-D-R-E-D-N-O-T-O-U-T. Or go to the website, www.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 not out. Also, if you've liked this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. So until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.